Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcast. I'm Suzanne Kearns, Mom and Dot 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 Writer, LGBTQ and Sex Ed Advocate, and today a New York City Spring Break Trip Planner slash College Tour Emotional Prepper. I'm I'm already getting a little teary eyes. <laughs> and I'm Missy Stevens, Mom and Dot 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 Writer, Foster Care Advocate, and today I'm also planning a Spring Break College Trip, and I'm in total denial. Oh, where are you going? Georgia and South Carolina. Oh, okay. We'll have to talk Georgia. We're going there for SCAD. All right. Today, we are so thrilled to have Zibby Owens on the show. Zibby is a mom and dot, dot, dot author, podcaster, publisher, and CEO. Zibby founded Zibby Owens Media, a privately held media company designed to help busy people live their best lives by connecting to books and each other. One division is Moms Don't Have Time To, the home for Zibby's podcast publications, including two anthologies. Going to do a little showcase for one of them here. (laughs) And communities. The other is Zibby Books, a publishing home for fiction and memoir, which she co-founded with Lee Newman. Her award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, has been downloaded millions of times, and she's a regular columnist for Good Morning America, Katie Couric Media, and Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. Her upcoming memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, comes out on July 1st. And her first children's book, Princess Charming, debuts on April 19th. That is right around the corner. And then there's going to be a second one after that. And she lives in New York with her husband and four children. And if you all don't usually watch this on the YouTube channel, you need to watch just to see her amazing library behind her. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. We know you're crazy busy. And so we really feel honored that you have a few minutes for us. And we were looking at your LinkedIn profile as we were prepping for this. And we got the impression that when you feel like something is what you want to do, you go after it and you make it happen. Is that a correct assumption? That's true. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your decisions and your career has spanned years and you've done a lot of things, but if you can boil it down to some of the decisions you've made and the pivots and twists and turns that have gotten you where you are today. Oh man. (laughs) I know. Small Um, question. You know, my career never really made any sense to me until recently. I always just followed what I wanted to do, what I was super interested in. And sometimes those things didn't always feel related, but they, uh, I was attracted to all of them. So for example, in college, one summer I worked at Vanity Fair magazine. One summer I worked at a psychiatric inpatient unit for adolescents. Um, another summer I worked at an ad agency in the brand planning department. All these things made no sense together, but they were all about sort of analyzing and understanding human behavior in different ways um, mm. and connecting. That's the element that's the through line that I can only sort of see from now. Yeah. And also writing. I've been writing my whole life since I was 14. I started publishing in magazines. So I had some things that I have always been drawn to. And then after college, again, marketing, I wanted to understand consumer behavior. I also love yeah. starting things up, like you were saying, like I love launching things and trying things and all that. So I worked at Idea Lab, which was an internet incubator where we helped on launching all sorts of different internet businesses. And that was like totally scratched that itch for me. Um, yeah. And I did consumer products marketing and all of that. And I went to business school 
And on 9-11, I lost my best friend and college roommate. And that changed the trajectory of my whole career because I decided that whatever I was doing, I had it, it had to be worth dying at my desk for, as I believe yeah. she was. Um, mm -hmm. It's possible she wasn't at her desk, but her desk was right where the first plane hit. I think we think that's what happened. Yeah. So it ratcheted up the significance of whatever I was doing in my career. Um, I had to bring meeting. And then I ended up ghostwriting a book. I wrote a few books that didn't sell. I ghostwrote a book that did sell right as my twins were born. And then I took a lot of years, almost totally off, staying home with my twins. I had two more kids. I did some freelance writing. I helped with a couple startups that friends were doing along the way. And it wasn't until I got divorced and had some time on the weekends when I didn't have my kids that I could get back into writing. I could get back into reading, which was also one of the huge loves and passions of my life mm -hmm. and start over. And that was in the spring of 2018. And I mean, it's so my life has changed so much in the last four years. It's yes. really crazy. So oh now I've used all those things. I've used literally everything I've learned in every job in some way, shape or form as this whole brand thing has been building from podcasts to online magazines to this publishing house I just founded to all the things coming up and everything. Yeah. Literally that my first assignment at my first job after college was to get printing quotes for different paper stocks for this one design client we had. And I remember thinking like, this is so like, what? I just graduated from <laughs> Yale and now I'm sitting here calling printers, you know, I use that. Like I use that because now I'm picking paper stock for yep. the books I'm publishing and I needed to know like 50 pound stock. What is that? So it you all, know. it all makes sense now. But at the time I felt like compared to my friends who followed a certain trajectory or did consulting the whole time or banking. Everybody was going up and up in their jobs. And I was like, you know, going all every which way. And I was like, well, I guess whatever. It just like this just wasn't, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so here I am. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm a true believer that no experience is ever wasted. It's all right. it's all going in there somewhere and it's going to mm -hmm. help benefit you in the future. But I mean, so you are busy. You've got the podcast you host, your new podcasting network, got your own writing, and then you've got your publishing company. Have you always been like this, where you just have your fingers in a lot of different things that are interesting? Or is this something that has evolved as as you've gotten older and have just explored the world around you? Um, I've always wanted it to be like this, if it yeah. hasn't been. Um, I mean, I think back to school, right? Having six subjects and going back and forth, and now I'm going to study history, and now I'm going to put that aside, and now I'm going to do this, and now I'm going to put that aside, and now I'm going to do this. I mean, everybody goes to school, but you know, I treated my school like a full time job. Like, um, oh yeah. So yeah, I like being able to go into different things, use different parts of my brain. It energizes me to have a lot going on. In fact, when I'm just doing one thing. I find that really like stultifyingly boring. Like yeah. I, that's just not yeah. how, and in fact, that's why I, I really like having four kids. It's the same thing. I like know this. I, I mean, that that was not like the overall plan. This is just how life works out. <laughs> right. yes. But it, it works. Like if I get tired of, you know, I don't know. Playing with that one, you go to the other one. <laughs> yeah, or this tantrum or this crisis or this bedroom. Okay, moving on. You know, so oh, I, I like that. I, well, I, I like that. That was kind of part two of my question. You mentioned that you took almost two years off for childcare. Is that right? No, I took a lot of years off. I a took, lot of years. yeah, um, yeah, from two thousand seven until really two thousand eighteen. Yeah. So a, a big part of what our podcast is about is this idea that when you do take a career break, there can be this 
corresponding identity crisis that comes yes. with it, especially when the thing that you are now doing is something that you are so not an expert at. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, you're learning as you go. And that being childcare. Yeah, that being the childcare or the just yeah. the child, uh, as the right. case may be. So just curious, did you experience any of that? Or were you still keeping yourself busy with other things to help alleviate some of that? I was always busy. Um, I've been on, you know, I'm also on like five different nonprofit boards right now that I just used to spend a lot more time doing. Um, mm -hmm. Now I'm like, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll try to come to that meeting. Um, <laughs> I did a much better job at things like that and and like to start things up or launch benefits or try this or this unique way of doing whatever. Um, I've always, yeah, I, I've always been really busy. Um, one of the things though that I learned from one of the, podcasts that I've done is that sometimes you can become exhausted, not because you have a lot on your plate, but because you have the wrong things on your plate. So, so much. So I really yes. don't mind having a full plate. I like having a full plate. It is energizing and makes the rest of my mm -hmm. life better. But I think for a while, I just had the wrong combination of things on my yes. plate. We hear that time because uh, most of who we interview are career coaches and yeah. trying to get advice around, you know, this alignment of values and the things that you're doing mm -hmm. with your life. And that we hear that time after time is that it's not so much that you've got a lot to do. It's that you're doing a lot of the wrong things. Yes. So yeah, very. Yeah. Terrible. And values comes up over and over again in our discussions. And you've already touched on it a little bit when talking about the loss of your friend, just something I connect so deeply with that same year, not in 9-11, just prior to 9-11, I lost my best friend very suddenly. And it made me sit back and think, what am I doing? Like, mm -hmm. you know, not, not just with work, just with everything. What am I doing and how do I want to do it differently? And that's a story for another day, but it was not a quick process. It took a long time to figure it out. And that impacted my values. And then having children later, my first was born in 2006, really changed my values again. They're ever evolving. Was there a moment, whether it was becoming a mother or recently with your new ventures that you have had to stop and reevaluate your values? You know, the first time was what we discussed since then. Um, I, <laughs> over the last uh, holiday break, I feel like I also had another pause because I've thrown myself into what I'm doing to the disservice of my body. Um, mm. I say that again as I sit here on my like <laughs> special cushion because I herniated a disc in my back. And, oh, you know, yeah, like I, so my body is not like, keeping up with my mind here. Um, you know, it's like, right. You know, I'm like dragging it behind the bus <laughs> with it bumping so behind me. So, um, I, I hit a wall sort of over Christmas where, you know, my cholesterol was up. I've gained all this weight. I just, you know, I've, oh, yeah. I, I have pain. I have this, I have that issue and this issue. And it, you know, I sit all day long. I used to run around all day long after the kids for years. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, it's not going so well for the wardrobe. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But all to say, you know, I have to really like be like, what am I doing? Who am I doing this for? What about my family? What about my husband? What about, you know, who? Mm -hmm. how am I spending my time? Is it the right way? Because I can, you know, I have issues with sort of regulating it, right? Like I know mm -hmm. that I, I get so into something that I, I have a hard time drawing it back. So, mm -hmm. um, so I would say, yeah, it's about making sure that the way I'm spending my time is proportionate to what I love. Um, and it's hard when there's something so intoxicating right? and it feeds on itself, which is the growth yes. of the business and all the cool things and the fun and the authors and this and the books and, 
it's just so exciting. Um, so, but I don't want to miss the most important things, which is not my business. I mean, I, my business is super important, but of course my kids and my husband and all that. Mm. And so, you know, it's the same stuff I'm sure everybody grapples with. Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. I love that. It's kind of universal. Yeah. I'm not unique. Uh, and that's part of why we do this podcast is that I think it's so important for women to hear that, that we are all struggling, maybe not with the exact same things in the exact same moments, but mm-hmm. we're all trying to figure out how to make this work. Yeah, it's tough. But at the same time, it's <laughs> universal. We all think we're the only ones. There's an totally. isolation that comes with it that you think, oh, sure, certainly I must be the only one dealing with this. Well, I, I do think it's, it is up to each of us alone to navigate our unique mm-hmm. environments, mm-hmm. right? It's like, we all have to, you know, it's almost like Ninja, like an episode of Ninja Warrior, you know, the course is the same, but everybody comes at it with their own strengths and muscle tone and approaches <laughs> and whatever. And when you're swinging and jumping, there's nobody there who can totally help you get through the course, yes. even though you have people cheering you on you do have to kind of swing through it and see if you can make it yeah. by yourself. Yeah. Oh. That's a great analogy. My son is going to be thrilled that Ninja Warrior got pulled into this discussion. <laughs> we, we're big fans of the Ninja Warrior gym, and he's got a t-shirt signed by a lot of the Ninja Warriors. We so, yeah. flew all the way out to Denver when my older daughter was, I don't know, it must have been five years ago or something. She was such a fan that we went to like a Ninja Warrior retreat, or I don't even awesome. know what it was. It was really yes. cool. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. (laughs) Exploring those dreams. But yes, yes, one of the things uh, this week, uh, our episode, so once this airs, it'll have been a few weeks ago, we're doing some time traveling here. Episode number 60 is featuring Alicia Fernandez-Miranda, your new podcast, uh, Quit Your Day Job. And and so hers just launched this week and enjoyed the first episode so much. Now I'm going to go direct some TV shows. I think I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) But I know that you've got your fingers in so many different things. Is there some dream job that you'd still love to explore? Um, I've always wanted to own a bookstore. Oh. So I don't know. I actually was looking around before the pandemic at different venues to maybe do that yeah. in New York City, but I'm really glad I didn't do it then. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Although, who knows? I mean, just having that well, responsibility. But um, yeah, that was like Jenny Lawson and her bookstore. Yeah, the exactly. bookshop. She had about the same timing. It's, it's yep. worked out in the end, but holy cow, that was stressful. Yeah. Tough timing. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes sense right now. And I don't want to be like in, I don't want to be in one place only. I like to be able to go lots of places. And I feel like mm-hmm. if I had a bookstore, I should be there. Um, so I'm not ready for that. But at some point, I think that's something I would I would love to do. Oh yeah. That's oh one God. of my fantasies too. I want like a bookstore. That's also a bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, then my husband wants to have like a woodworking shop attached to it. Like we have this crazy <laughs> vision and I think we'll make it happen one day, I love um, but it. you're right. It does mean staying in one place and it's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Place. I know. I know. I'm not oh, afraid yeah. of hard work, but I'm afraid no. of, of things that take up too much, too much of time because I don't yeah. have that many slots. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. I feel like it would be a huge disservice right now in my life to the people that I'm responsible to. I don't think it's the right timing, but yeah, I get that dream. I love that dream. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it's, it's, it's a risk to take that, but there's a, you seem to be willing to take risks in your life and, and try these new things. But I just got to do a shout out for the book. The moms don't have time to have kids. Thank you. First of all, it's got our friend KJ in it. We love KJ. Yes, I love KJ. (laughs) But also your essay 
to all Aww. the books I have never sold. I mean, Missy and I were like, oh my God, she sees us. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as like Missy's had a draft of a book in a drawer for years, I've had a book proposal 95% done for like five years now. What, what's your book proposal? <laughs> oh, what my book it? proposal. It's all about helping women who are stay-at-home moms get really strategic about their time yeah. so that they are like nurturing their own interests and passions and not just like trying to figure out what their kids are into. <laughs> yep, that's a good um, idea. And then also it's basically, I like to say it is uh, maintaining their resale value and their sanity while they are home yeah. with kids. So, <laughs> so all about that but yeah it's but it's one of those things that kind of like you said in that essay you started this podcast because people were saying you didn't have a platform right there's <laughs> there's a reason we have a podcast is because uh. I was already trying to preempt this future strike of someone being oh you don't have this and and it actually works out really amazing because it's a great excuse to interview all the authors of my comp titles. <laughs> so that's <laughs> awesome too. A lot of fun. <laughs> I know. It works perfect. But your story of dealing with rejections explains so perfectly why we and others, whether it's writing or any other thing that you know, moms out there want to give a try. The fear of failure just can stop you in your tracks. So what what does keep driving you and can you bottle it up and send it to texas that would be nice but yeah. <laughs> we'll drink a little yeah we'll so what what, what keeps you going um what keeps me going lots of caffeine yes no. i just have <laughs> that's it <laughs> no no i mean to be honest sometimes i feel like i have the energy of all those years i wasn't doing all of this mm. built up like i like it was a big sort of <laughs> pile of sand collecting and now it's all like flying out in some big tornado or something oh, um I, 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 yeah. I like this backlog and so I wonder if at some point <laughs> I'll run out of the back of the backlog <laughs> I'll have to like readjust to my current level um but I, I do feel kid. like you know it's like <laughs> a, an athlete who was injured and on the bench for a while and is finally yeah. ready to play um mm -hmm. so I feel like I have some of that going on and I also feel that I race against time because I'm very aware that time could end at any moment, right? Like mm -hmm. that's not just something abstract. It's something that I, right. I have top of mind every day. And mm -hmm. even though I'm not being kind to my body, it, I, which is, you know, hypocritical, I guess, but I'm just very aware that I have to get a lot done before my time runs out. So mm -hmm. um, I think that fuels me also. And yeah, I think those are the main things. And, you know, I take some vitamin B12. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do yeah. it. Is there some consistent structure to your days? Like completely selfishly yes. asking, like, how do you get it all done? Do you do things in this order every day? Or are there certain things you make sure to check off? Or is it more like, what is life throwing at me today? Oh, man. So I book my days insanely. So from... 9 to 2.30 when my kids are in school, I often don't have time to eat or like get up and go to the bathroom. Like I have like no time. I have back to back to back stuff. Um, and every so often I get lucky and have a few minutes where I can catch up on emails or something. But basically I wake up, I take my kids to school, I come back. I might have 10 minutes before my first podcast or whatever. And then I'm, I'm in it. So from 9 to 2.30, I'm doing podcasts, I'm doing meetings, I'm doing anything that needs to get done. And then I go and pick up my kids bring them home. And then 
I, before when I could do this, I would just leave the rest of the day for emails or catching up or whatever. But now some calls and other podcasts sometimes sneak in at like four or five or something. Um, My latest thing is I've been having authors who, or people I want to see just come over and like have dinner with the kids and me because there's just no time. I don't have time. I don't get coffee with friends. I don't. So, but it's really fun. And they're like, who's here today? I'm like, oh, it's this <laughs> selling author. It's this, you know, um, and even meetings, right? I'm, I had to finish edits to the second Princess Charming book. So I had my editor come at night and the kids just sat around the table and they helped write it. And so anything that can involve the kids, I involve the kids. I just interviewed Kevin Jonas, one of the Jonas brothers. Yes. And I was like, doing this after school. So they were like, <laughs> yeah. all around. Um, but yeah, my but most of my days when I have the kids and during the school week are are made up of that um, and trying to read, even if I read on the way to pick up and drop off, if I read, you know, a little bit while they're falling asleep and then I read after they go to sleep and mm-hmm. I read a lot on the weekends and yeah, like on the weekends, is, I read the manuscripts that were submitted. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just am like, and then I write whenever the mood hits me and then I have to stop everything else. And I'm like, I have to write this. So um, I don't know. I just make it up as I go. And yeah. I ha- I'm very lucky. I have an amazing team and I have a fantastic caretaker, caregiver for my children who I adore. And my husband's great and very hands-on. So I don't know. I just yeah. try to make it through. It takes a village. Well, we know <laughs> it does how- take a village. Yeah. We know how incredibly busy you are. I'm so curious, since you are so busy, are you one of the people who believes you have to finish every book? Or if- No, or, I no? do not finish every book. No. I cannot possibly. I used to when I was doing one podcast mm-hmm. a week. Um, even when I was doing two or three a week, I was mostly finishing the books because I felt like, how could I possibly show up without having read it? Yeah. Um, it's literally impossible now. I mean, I did like 12 or 13 podcasts this week. So I can't. And- no. It's a shame, but some books I read like not that much. I try to read at least 60 pages a book, which only takes me half an hour. So do I have half an hour a day to read? Sure. So (laughs) I try. Yeah. And then books that I read. Well, now I don't really read books for pleasure because anything I want to read, I just put on the podcast. (laughs) um, (laughs) But there's some books that I know are coming up in a week or two or three, and I'll try to start them early starting in June. And I've been counting down to this. I decided this in, in during my big reflection in December. Um, but I'm going down to six a week. From I'm going down to five, releasing five a week. So I'm not going to do any more than six podcast interviews a week, which is so much better than like the twelve that I'm doing now. So oh my gosh. Um, I I feel like I'll have so much extra time. But uh, I'm really looking forward to to going down to six and seeing if that. Um, makes me able to, cause I love, I mean, I love reading and there's some books that I've only read 80 pages of that I'm like, Oh no, this is something that I need to finish because I love the ending. So yeah. yeah. And is your, like, do you keep them all stacked on your bedside tables? Another really ding dong <laughs> question, but like my to be read is taking over my life and I've had to make special shelves for it. And there are things I haven't finished that I know I want to finish. And then there's things I'm never going to finish. And I put them in a different place. Like, do you have an organization system? I don't, I should, <laughs> they're all here. Um, no, there, I should, I should like flag the ones that I didn't really have time to finish, but no, I, I, I don't. Cause there are just so many more that come in. It's, it's like a zoo. I, it's a zoo of books, a, a very pleasant zoo, but um, yeah. 
the best oh. coach. But to the point of being pretty busy, especially moms who are really busy and maybe are not taking the time to read. That's why I am such a big fan of anthologies. Like yeah. your moms uh, don't have time to have kids. I'm also a big fan. I know that you had recommended uh, Jen Mann's Midlife Bites. I've been in a yes, bunch of Jen yes, Mann's yes, anthologies yes. in the past. And I, I just think it's such a nice way for moms to like, if they just have five minutes, they can still get through an entire essay. We're both suckers for uh, personal essays, especially when it is something relatable and maybe a mom mm -hmm. who is feeling kind of alone can just, it's, it's like having someone there to help get them through the day. So highly recommend the anthology. Oh, thank you. Moms don't yeah. have time to have thank kids. Thank you so much. Yes. And Wait, I love the I'll, cover. Can you I'm hold, a sucker hold it up again and I'll ever. take a screenshot. Can oh, you do yes. that again? And I can post it. There you go. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Great. So, I'll post it later. I just, yeah, such a big fan of anthologies again for busy, busy moms. And yeah, I mean, I had about a 10 year break, I think before the hunger games came out. I don't think I read for 10 years. And then my husband talked me into the hunger games, which I'm kind of ashamed to say. That I can't that's imagine you not on reading. Track. <laughs> no, I didn't. And it was, you know, I couldn't even blame the kids. It was just, I was so busy with work before I had kids yeah. that I, well, I'm not going to use the busy excuse. We choose how we spend our time, but I was not choosing to spend my time there. And so that's, that's what happened until I don't know why hunger games of all things kicked me back yeah. into high gear, but okay. So before we kick into our look, listen, learns, where can people find you? There's yeah. so many places to find you, but where's the best central place to find you to find everything you're doing? Um, thanks for asking. You can find me at Zibby Owens on Instagram is the best place. I post way too often <laughs> and I try to include almost everything I'm doing, little snippets. Um, that's the best place. I have a website, zibbyowens.com. You can find everything I'm doing there as well. Wonderful. Yeah. Quick links to pre-order the new book. I yes. pre-ordered mine. I can't yes. wait. Thank you. Bookends. I know. You know what? KJ's been saying that a lot, especially on their hashtag Amriting podcast. It's such a little gift to yourself because sometimes you forget you do it. Sometimes I accidentally order two because I forget. It's I, do too. I do that too. I do too. <laughs> I do it a lot. But sometimes, a gift. Though, sometimes though it'll say, you last ordered this on blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, did I? I <laughs> and then I usually don't believe it. I'm like, did I really? I know. I, I know. So I'm did. like, I'll just get it again. Maybe I shipped it somewhere else. You know? <laughs> I'll give it as a gift. So yeah, it is a little gift you give yourself because there's the excitement of buying it when you do it and then it's a surprise when it comes in the mail and it's so exciting it shows so, up yeah. on pub day and you're like oh, I yeah <laughs> we're all about the pre-orders and it helps yeah. i'm sure there's an algorithm out there that it helps for Absolutely. all of our writer friends so um yeah, so go do your pre-order yes so but for anybody who's listening the first time welcome we are so happy to have you here but our look listen learn segment is just a little opportunity to share something that we've been looking at that can be reading watching or staring at something in the distance uh listening to like music or podcasts and uh learning about it could be a class you've been taking or a really amazing shampoo you just discovered. So uh, we can, in the interest of time, if you'd like, you can just pick one, look, listen, learn, or That's you can go, go for all one. three, whatever you'd like. So Missy, I'm going to throw you into it. So we sure. don't have to, so Zibby has a chance to think about her look, listen, learn. Okay. I'm just going to do one today to, in the interest of time. Um, and I don't want people to at me, but I have been listening to a lot of seventies and eighties country music <laughs> and not all of it holds up. <laughs> And not all of it has the greatest messages, mm -hmm. but I have found in the last two years, like this insanity of our world that I sometimes find myself really going into the past. Like I need that comfort. And so it's sort of fun to be able to sing every word 
to every song that my little robot overlord decides to put on the playlist when I ask it to play seventies <laughs> and eighties country. Um, it's just been really comforting to me lately. So a lot of that dancing around the kitchen, singing and annoying the crud out of my kids. Like, please stop singing. Oh yeah. <laughs> my son has asked me cause he loves to, my kids both love to listen to eighties music, but they hate that. I know every word. And my son, <laughs> my son will give me so much grief. He'll be like, Hey mom, what, what did you have for dinner yesterday? Okay. Now sing every word to every Depeche Mode song. Like, you know, oh, like that's awesome. because that. it's such a contrast with my, Absolutely. what my memory can actually hold on to in my uh, perimenopausal brain versus uh, what some little, you know, seventh grade brain there. was able to consume. Like it's in there. That's just what was like in on in the car when I was a kid. And then yeah. it just comes out. It's so amazing. In it's comforting. There. What about you, Zibby? You've been look, listen, learning anything? Sure. I'll say for look, um, there's a show on Fox called Pivoting that my friend Liz Astroff wrote. Oh, yes. Definitely check that out. Listen, I'm going to plug the Zcast Network shows um, Ask a Librarian with Julie Chavez podcast, which is great. And uh, you already mentioned Alicia's, so that's great. Um, And what's the last one? Learn? Learn. Mm -hmm. Learn. Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's usually where we you're get probably to learning learn a lot too. every day. <laughs> yeah. uh, something I've learned. Oh, maybe I should pick a book where I've learned something. Maybe I'm like what's around me? Um, <laughs> nonfiction books. Okay. Uh, Jessica was speaking of am writing Jessica Leahy's book, the addiction inoculation, oh, raising yeah. healthy kids in a culture of dependence. That was excellent. Really, really here. I can just pull it up here for oh, yeah, you. Right there. there we <laughs> yeah, go. I've got- I learned a lot. I learned a lot yeah. in that book actually. So that was great. Yes. And her book, the gift of failure. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure. That's fantastic. Here reads too. both of them. Oh, here it is. It's right back here. The gift of failure too. We got the whole fan the whole set. for just yeah. Jess and KJ back there. So, okay. So what about you, Suzanne? What you look, listening or learning? Okay. I have been looking at Fake, a novel by Erica Katz. I have that here too. Oh, you (laughs) do? So my friend, uh, Allison, who is an agent and a co-founder of uh, Trellis Literary, but most importantly, she's my Monday walking partner. (laughs) So she came over for dinner last week and she's the agent for Erica Katz. And she came back with this armload of books, which is, I mean... I, I would really love having her as a friend, even if she wasn't uh, bringing me free books whenever she comes for dinner, but that's it's a super definite, bonus. definite bonus. Uh, so yeah, she brought this book over and it's really kind of fun because the reason we are going to New York and we are going to RISD for all these college tours is because my daughter is an artist. Lovely. And so this is a really fun book because the main character, Emma, is a forger, but on purpose, mm. like she will make identical mm. works of art for investors and collectors and even museums. So these people, and I guess this is actually a thing. People will pay like millions of dollars for a painting and then they'll pay like 10 grand to some artist to do an exact replica of it. And then that's what they put up and then they'll have the, they'll have the real one in storage. Yep. For insurance purposes or just to maintain the integrity of the paint. I don't Mm -hmm. even. Yeah. It'll be in some special like climate controlled room. Yes, I did not know that. But even museums will do it. Like if they're working on cleaning it or if I don't know what the case, I need to do some more research into this (laughs) because just that part is really fascinating. But so yeah, this artist who, and but again, the 
the main character struggling with, am I an artist? If I'm just copying other people's stuff, does that still count? And then one of the clients that, you know, that has all this fancy art, he's a, I was laughing because he's a, he's a Russian oligarch, which just is like said every five minutes on CNN right now. And I'm like, oh no, they're going to come for his paintings. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why he has the fake ones up maybe. Um, So he offers her this new career. So she goes from like paycheck to paycheck to living this life of luxury. But then it goes into this deep exploration about like how she's almost becoming the fake you know, she's, uh, you know, this world that we have through Instagram and influencing and whatever, she felt like she was as fake as the stuff that she was drawing. So that is really fun. I'm just, just finishing up. I'll probably have to give it to my daughter just because it actually kind of sounds kind of fun. She's really good at like copying exact things. Uh, so well, hey, maybe, maybe it's a career option. We'll see if RISD offers a course in it. <laughs> and I've been listening to Phineas. I'm just going to give a shout out. Billy Eilish's brother. He writes most of her music seen him at two ACLs. He's amazing. And I just, I, it's my new purpose in life is to make sure he gets the same recognition as Billy because he's just amazing. So what's that? If he succeeds, we'll credit you. Yes. It's really, it's all on me. I take the responsibility for his entire career. That's so great. Yeah. So that's what I've been. I, I too have, I'm sure I've learned a lot of things, but right now, most of my learning has been that Living in Texas during an election is rough. So that's my learn. Go back to Seattle, week. Suzanne. That's yeah. what it says. Oh, well, terrific. Uh, okay. Well, we got you out of here in record time. Yeah, we'll so, get you out of here so you really can stretch it. and walk for a minute. Go to the bathroom, get a snack. Yes. I have to actually get my son from boarding school now. So I'm going to jump in the car. So I'm going to. Oh, well, yeah. safe travels. And thank you. Thank you for being here. We really Thank you for having it. me. I yes. appreciate it. This is really fun. You guys are great. Oh, and thank you thank so much for inspiring you. moms to read, read y'all. Yes. We talk about making your ellipses count, you know, mom and dot, dot, dot. Part Love of making it. your ellipses count is exploring things that interest you and maybe try a different genre that you haven't. That can be your little goal for the week is, you know, maybe you don't think you like mystery thrillers, but give one a try, try something new and learn what you like in life and in books. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging, please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. The links to that group and all of our socials can be found at momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.